Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Assert Yourself. That's the title of this podcast. Assertiveness allows us to artfully disagree firmly and without aggression. It allows us to honor ourselves and our needs without dishonoring the other person. Developing assertiveness allows us to advocate for ourselves and for what we believe in. It's a tool that should not be underrated. Not only is it useful in conflict, it is useful in pretty much every aspect of our lives. We're going to move through three levels of assertiveness. My hope is that you'll get tools that you can use to build your ability to stand up for your convictions. I want to start with the why of assertiveness. My thought on the rationale behind developing assertiveness is that it allows us to disagree or to advocate for ourselves in ways that are truthful, that are open, and that are honest. It also allows us to build greater self-esteem and deeper self-respect. And that's because we're owning our feelings and we're owning our truths. What I like about assertiveness is that it allows both people to be whole after an interaction. Nobody gets trampled by aggressive, disrespectful behavior. You honor your own self-worth and honor your true feelings and beliefs. Now, while you're doing this, you're inviting the same from the other person. You allow everyone to have their own perspective. You ask to be heard, and you allow them to be heard as well. Now, I said we were going to talk about the three levels of assertiveness. The first is actually non-assertiveness. It's the remedial level that offers us a lot of opportunities for growth. How do we know when we're functioning at this level? Well, there are a lot of indicators. First one is we avoid conflict, any and all conflict. We just don't get involved. We just don't take a stand. And we just do little or nothing to use our voice, to advance our position, or to stand our ground on the issues that matter most to us. People at this extreme of non-exertiveness tend to be anxious about expressing themselves. They may know what they want, but they avoid expressing it because they're afraid. They're afraid of reactions or repercussions. Because they so often take direction from others, they're extreme conformists. These are the people who let other people define their goals their paths, and often the direction in their lives. You know, I have to tell you, I'm often amazed when I'm consulting with executives who tell me that they pursued a career because of an expectation from their family or from their community. And I'll tell you what amazes me even more is that many of them are not even enjoying this path laid out for them by somebody else. And what amazes me even more than that is how many of them stay in careers, ultimately in lives that are unfulfilling. I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know the psychological reasons that people function at the level of non-assertiveness. I don't know if they feel inadequate 
or if they're struggling with self-esteem. I really wonder, do they really value themselves? I wonder if they see merit in their opinions and in their positions. You know, they underrate their talents. They underrate their abilities. They underrate their experiences. The external pressures may be overwhelming, absolutely overwhelming for a non-assertive person. My experience shows me that non-assertive people can be swayed pretty easily, that they can be bullied, and that they can be manipulated pretty easily. Non-assertive people need a lot of support to get the courage and the confidence to say what's on their mind. They need to be coached to know that they're talented and that they have a lot to offer to the world. The second level of assertiveness is basic assertiveness. I think of this as a foundation for moving to higher levels of skill in this area. These are the people who have the ability to speak their truth, say no, and work in the realm of conflict. When I say that they're able to say no, I don't mean they're obstinate like a little kid who's in their terrible twos, but what I mean is that they can use reason. They can use judgment. They can use their feelings to decide whether they do or do not want to do something. People at this basic level of assertiveness are able to take action to advocate for themselves because they know what they do and don't want. Not only are they aware that they have options, they're comfortable selecting from those options. We're going to talk a little bit more about options when we move to the next level of assertiveness. When we're functioning at the basic level of assertiveness, we may still seek direction from others. The people we take direction from are those who we believe to be knowledgeable and experienced. We don't ask just anyone. We're thoughtful about resources for direction. Basic assertiveness implies that we define our own goals. I want to tell you about my great nephew, Dorian. (laughs) I love Dorian to pieces. When he graduated from Howard University, he got a great job. As great as the job was, and even though it paid well, Dorian wasn't fulfilled. He wanted to launch out and create his own design firm. He talked with me and other entrepreneurs before he took the leap. He pursued his goal in an informed way. Unlike a non-assertive person, Dorian was comfortable establishing his own goals. And I have to brag a little bit here. He's been phenomenally successful with uh, Crown Media, his design firm. When we function at the basic level of assertiveness, we value our own time, we value our talents, and all of the unique experiences that we bring to the world. It's time for us to move to advanced assertiveness. This is the third and final level that we're going to explore. These are people who are comfortable saying no and comfortable saying yes. Their decisions come from an internal locus of control. They recognize that their personal power, their personal power, 
is what they have and what they can leverage and what they can use. I have to tell you that this is the level of assertiveness that most of us aspire to. This is where we want to go. You know, people who are at this level of assertiveness, at this advanced level of assertiveness, are the people that can say, hmm, these are the options that are available, but these are the options that I want. So they're comfortable creating the options or the things that they want. These are the people who, when they say yes or when they say no, their decisions are really rooted in self-knowledge and in self-advocacy. They're comfortable supporting and encouraging other people. They don't have to be the only assertive, confident person in the room. When we've moved to the level of advanced assertiveness, not only do we know what we want, we're comfortable. We're comfortable asking for it and creating the conditions that will get us where we want to be. Creating options means that we will not only choose from the available options, and I said this just a minute ago, but it's important, but we'll actively create alternatives for ourselves. This means that a person at the level of advanced assertiveness is self-directed. They have their own definite goals and viable, flexible plans for reaching them. My friend Yasmin Adia She's a neuro-oncologist at Baptist Health South Florida. She is the best example that I know of advanced assertiveness. She was employed by a highly respected, highly regarded academic medicine health system and had what people considered to be an enviable position. But Jazz knew that she really wanted to build and grow a neuro-oncology unit. That was her personal endgame. She followed her internal compass, moved to South Florida, and the rest is history. She's thriving, doing the work that she loves, and collaborating with a committed team determined to provide excellence in care for cancer patients. She wasn't afraid to go against the norm. People like Dr. Adia recognize and place a high value on their time, their talent, their education, and their experience. Equally as important, they recognize and prize the talents, experience, and contributions of others. They're willing to take risks in their personal and professional lives. They're not afraid to just go for it. They're comfortable formulating, reformulating, defining, redefining, prioritizing, reprioritizing based on their end games. Now, I'm not saying that people who demonstrate advanced assertiveness don't factor in the needs of others. Of course they do. However, they don't martyr themselves or waste energy being people pleasers. They're able to find and strike a balance between their needs, their families, their colleagues, their careers. I have to move on to disagreements. Assertive people understand the fact that disagreements are inevitable. They know that. But they also know that disagreements do not have to be disastrous. An assertive person can disagree diplomatically. But first, 
they determine whether it really makes sense to engage in a disagreement. Then they listen so they understand where the other person is coming from. They really work to develop clarity so they're well-informed. They find ways to disagree that keep the other person whole. Assertive people help others maintain their dignity and their self-esteem. And yet, they're still forthright about their true feelings, their real beliefs, and their perspectives. The next thing that an assertive person does in disagreement is that they make sure they have clarity on their own motives. It's important to understand why you are entering a disagreement. And it's important to understand the difference or the distinction between simply disagreeing and entering an actual disagreement. In a meeting, you may decide to present an alternative or an unpopular perspective. Well, that's an example of disagreeing. Engaging in a healthy, stringent debate or discussion with a colleague that has the potential to create conflict, whether the conflict is healthy or unhealthy, moves us more into the realm of a disagreement. This is when you decide to lobby hard for your perspective in the meeting, maybe beyond the meeting, and you're met with strong opposition. If an assertive person decides to move deeply into the realm of disagreement, and this is not a bad thing, we often think that any form of conflict is catastrophic. It's not. It's just not. When an assertive person moves into a disagreement, they can help other people discover mutual goals, if any exist. They can lead the way in finding and creating viable options, maybe even non-traditional approaches. Mutual goals and new options can't be created without some disagreement and some conflict. Assertive people get this, and they're comfortable experiencing a little bit of discomfort. Before we wrap up, I want to be sure that you don't confuse assertiveness with aggression. Aggression implies my way or the highway. These people are typically self-interested. They use a bulldozer to get their way. They can be hostile and create contention, unhealthy conflict, and turmoil. Their take-no-prisoners approach is all about conquering. That has nothing to do with personal confidence. Expect aggressive people to be more concerned about winning and personal victories than they are about consensus and honoring the dignity of others. This is in contrast to assertive people who are able to express strong, strong feelings and ardently advance their positions without diminishing others. I, I have to give you one more caution before we close. Do not think that everyone will be comfortable with your assertiveness. Passive-aggressive people, they're going to hate it. Overly-aggressive people, they're going to hate it. Just be sure that you're comfortable with your assertiveness. Now, as we close, I want to remind you that assertiveness is on a continuum. It ranges from non-assertiveness to advanced assertiveness. Most of us move back and forth on the continuum depending on the situation. 
I really want you to reflect to determine where you fall on the continuum and what you can do to reach the level of advanced assertiveness. Now, if you're already at that level, I think that's great, but you have a responsibility. You've got to find ways to coach and mentor other people. Invest the time in helping other people find and use their voices. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.